<laughs> there you are. You okay? Let me pick you up. Hatman's, uh, well, Walking Wisdom with a Hatman, podcast number three. Good morning, good morning, good morning, yes, okay. I didn't think that I would be doing a, a podcast, but uh, here we are, number three, so let's see where we go. Today, we're on the way to a park, and I need to find a tree. These times are getting tougher and tougher, I think, for many people on many different levels. And uh, it's a bit like, I, I saw a Doctor Who episode on Netflix the other day with David Tennant as the Doctor. And the episode was called Gridlock. And in this one, all the humans had moved to a place called New Earth in New New York City. And there, People were in there like flying cars, stuck on a motorway. And they were going around and around and around, again and again and again. And they would listen to reports about what was going on, if there were any accidents, breakdowns, etc. And then they wanted to get to the fast lane, but what they didn't realize, the fast lane led to some horrible stuff. And in there, one of these pods, the doctor came across um, a couple of cats, human cats. And uh, in the end, he managed to save the day because all these people were just driving around and around and around in a gridlock, going very slowly. And some had been there 20 odd years. And he met up with his friend Bo, uh, who was dying, but with his last ounce of energy, he released some power which let the doctor open the roof and uh, everyone who's stuck in a gridlock was freed and I think I'm a bit like that at the moment in my little space pod driving around around and around and around doing the same old stuff there's not a lot going on and it can, this can be quite damaging for others and it's, I do believe it's a skill in being able to get through this. And a lot of us are feeling pain and hurt. I've said before, dogs and cats are different, yeah? When it comes to injury, when a dog is hurt, and it tries to heal and repair itself, <laughs> it doesn't take very long at all. As soon as the dog thinks it can, he's off running. Harvey does that a lot. Um, and then the problem is, of course, if you don't heal properly, you're more likely to get a more serious injury. Cats, on the other hand, when they get injured, they take ages before they're back to normal. And only when they know they can, do they go and do the stuff the cats do. The ground's very hard and icy today. A bird is different to a cat and a dog. And a bird, you know, sorry, even a sad bird 
will fly. So take from that what you will. I was having a chat with my friend Andrea um, at the weekend and we got talking about <laughs> the voices in our heads um, and, we, and we were talking about how they've steered us in the past and since then I've been wondering about you know the crew of the of the ship of thoughts I wondered if they were actually any good were they a good crew and I also want to know who the hell was the captain of my ship of voices and of course it was me now the thing about the ship of voices it tends to be a ship that looks at the past and reenacts things from the past okay well let's test that then so going back uh, let's go back um, yeah first kiss yeah do you remember your first ever kiss <laughs> well mine was with a, a fine lady who was we were friends for quite a while through my teenage years think about a first kiss it was now you know I look back at it I felt it was thrilling it was special it was uh, it was a great first kiss to be honest other kisses since you know they're probably more passionate and more personal rather rather than a thing they're, they're, they're just something else but the first one stands out <laughs> so just tell you a bit more about that we're on a religious retreat with the church and the idea was the kids would go away for a week with a few of the uh, elders in the church and we would go to a retreat where priests and nuns would go to retire and see their days out in Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk. So we all raced over there at this time and in the evening there was gym work and we'd play like a touch off ground or whatever it was. But this one particular time I'm climbing a rope and I'm at the top and people are swinging at the bottom and I look across and there's this girl at the top of the rope also at the bottom people are swinging across on her rope anyway we just started laughing and then we had to come down she said oh it's really hot and I went yeah yeah it's really really warm she said oh do you want to go outside now this girl was older than me by a couple of years um, yeah me too not and so we're going outside and she goes, oh yeah, it was so hot in there, it was so much fun. And I'd noticed this girl before. And, and then she said, oh, look at the stars, look at the stars. So I looked at the stars. Can you see the moon, how bright it was? And I looked and it seemed to be the moon was smiling. And she said, oh, it's a bit cold. I went, oh yeah. So she moved in, she said, oh, can I have a hug? And I'm like, uh, okay. I hadn't done that before. And then she kissed me. And I'm like, oh my God, am I allowed to do this on holy ground? <laughs> you know, but this kiss was amazing. It just went on and on and on and on. And um, we, we took a breath for air. I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know if she thought it was any good. But she came back for a second kiss. Anyway, next thing I know, one of the guys, uh, young lads, Vincent goes, oh, look at you, pointing his fingers. You're having a Barney. Hey, what? Anyway, uh, this girl walked off and looked at um, Vincent and carried on back into the gym, climbing ropes. 
years later, I go to a, uh, a, uh, a party. God, yeah, at another church. Was I religious? In the area, it was a disco, and there was a girl there dancing, and I was uh, just standing there looking like an idiot. And um, she came over to me and said, "Oh, you're Michael." Are you? I said, "Yeah, yeah." She goes, "Yeah, hi. I've seen you before." I said, "All right." She said, "Oh, it's really hot in here." I went, hello, hello, hello. And she said, uh, do you want to step outside? So I said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she says, oh, it's, yeah, it's just so hot in there. It's a bit cold out there. And she said something along the lines of, can you put your arms around me? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I put my arms around her clumsily. And she looks at me and said, what would you like to do? And I said, uh, I'd like to have a Barney. <laughs> she just walked away. I never got to punch Vincent O'Hare firmly on the nose because of that. But the thing is, these are things as I remember them. And the thing about the, about the past, the past doesn't exist. It's only the consequences of today that will affect tomorrow. We will... Whatever we do today is going to affect tomorrow. Whatever we do today doesn't actually deal with anything from the past. The past doesn't exist purely in our head, where the crew and the ship of our voices will visit them again and again and again at random, with no indication about where they're going to go or when they're going to go. It's just, you know, the past. It's like moving house. All the memories you had in the house, you kind of got them, but they're not there, really. The house isn't yours anymore. The conversations in there, they're not your house. They're not your conversations. That house isn't yours. You've moved on. The people you met in the house, the people you spoke to in that house, they are now new, new people. I think it's time for me to tell the captain of the ship of my voices to move on. Anyway, today, I, as I said earlier, I am looking for a tree. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hug a tree. I've never done this before. I'm not a hippie or a druid, no offense, but I'm gonna hug a tree. I want to upgrade and replace maybe some of the voices in my head and upgrade my mindset and hopefully get a better sense of well-being and you know being at one and and just like in a really good place so it's yeah trying to upgrade where i'm at the moment so we're finding a tree and i am going to hug it there's a reason for this friends of mine here have told me that things are getting violent outside from sources you wouldn't normally expect Apparently there's been a couple of instances, incidences, sorry, of people I know who've come across old people in their 60s and 70s who are getting really punchy in supermarkets and looking to have a go. And it's just like, what? And I heard the first time, then the second time, different person. And I'm like, what's going on there? Road rage incidents, incidences have gone up. Um, tolerance levels have gone 
people are just getting a bit more I think angry they're getting cross they're getting fed up they're tired of this lockdown and I suppose maybe a bit like a kid a naughty child you know if they if they play up and they get attention it gives attention which is it is better than no attention I don't know why these guys are doing it road rage why would they want to pick a fight during the day in a supermarket or at least an argument or a confrontation I don't know maybe they're frustrated maybe the uh, voices on their <laughs> the, the ship of voices are in the wrong place maybe they're hurting what hurts me now is is this lockdown this isolation oh, I miss my kids I miss my mates I am stuck in that pod going around and around and around just like the, those guys and girls and cats on gridlock on new new earth on new New York on new earth I'm creating memories now um, and I talk about things that have gone in the past and there's vi video calling but it's not really a connection I'm not connecting connecting is a basic human need we like to touch things to be there to see things feel things hit, smell things well I'm doing it a guy I work with in Newcastle got me onto this he said real men don't shake hands they hug me and my mates we're huggers <laughs> one of them well two of them actually they hug but they hug reluctantly because they know we all like it but hugging is hugging is something that it, you know if it's done well <laughs> there is a skill it can reduce stress and it can boost our immune system so listen I can't go and hug my mates so I did a bit of research and you can hug a tree and if you hug a tree it will lower your blood pressure and it can reduce anxiety I'm gonna give it a go so once I decided I did a bit of research in Israel the Parks Authority recommend to the Israelis please hug a tree they say hug a tree the thing I know about hugging is there are different types of hugs hugs from your parents when you were young hugs if you'd fallen over and hurt yourself and you got the there 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 when you were crying when you were upset and as you get older hugs become less but they can become more powerful oh we've got a massive dog over there <laughs> no puppy you're not going to eat it good boy yes I know I know hang on yes eat good boy so with these uh, hugs they become less frequent but what I do know about hugging is if you hug for 10 seconds it feels really good because you get the first oh hi how are you don't eat it and that's over in probably two seconds you go to 10 seconds and you hug your breathing does change feels really good
but if you extend that to 20 seconds amazing things happen you start to relax more you do that oh yeah big hug oh yeah 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 hug 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 and then the person still holds on and squeeze and it's like yeah okay and you don't you don't really I mean you can have a hug and you can snuggle in because that's a more intimate thing with a loved one but with a friend a trusted person you get to 20 seconds yeah you've managed to reboot there things for that moment in time have just slowed it down and the uh, <laughs> the uh, the ship of voices and our crew well they're not talking about the past then they just let you uh, get on and enjoy the here and now so I'm going to hug a tree and I'm just going to put you on pause for a little bit because I need to find a tree not a sexy one not a pretty one a robust and strong tree so bear with me I'll be back shortly wow I have found a huge tree <laughs> and there are people walking around but I'm on a quest I want to make the world a better place and I think it starts with me first so if I can uh, get a sense of connection I'm gonna do it never hugged it before so here we go it's massive right yes I'm hugging a tree Harvey do not pee on my foot right I'm actually doing it and uh, can be quiet now for 20 seconds Oh, thank you, tree. That was, uh, that was weird. That was very weird. So I started off feeling a bit like, oh, what is this? Yeah, what, what was that? And then there was a moment. Everything went quiet. And I heard the noises. It's really noisy out here. Dogs barking. There's a red kite flying over. It makes like a, a funny whistling noise. And I found a bunch of sparrows yesterday. And they natter and chatter like mice. How I would imagine mice to chatter. And the crows were, well, they're just a bunch of <laughs> birds on steroids. They're like, bah, bah. that was interesting because it did go quiet. And in that quiet moment, I didn't feel stupid anymore. I didn't feel vulnerable. <laughs> Don't you, I had a dog next to me, so that probably helped. But that was, uh, hmm, okay, so tree hugging. I might go to Israel. So looking forward to, uh, once the roof is opened off the gridlock, 
<laughs> the power <laughs> has been given to us and we can all start traveling again rather than going around and around in our separate pods some of us might still feel anxious we might feel lost we haven't been outside for well nearly a year now properly so this is the bit that I've been thinking about a lot and in offices if you work on a mainframe computer system and something goes wrong with your terminal your workstation you phone the help desk and go oh this is me password codes and they ask you what the problem is they put you on hold or talk to you quietly and one of the first things they do they do is they tell you to turn your uh, computer off and back on again they want you to reboot it they want you to power up once again for humans we won't have an IT unit <laughs> that we help desk that we can go to as readily as a quick phone call oh, there's a dead bird there we will have friends and there are authorities and helplines but we can't always get there as quickly or as often as we'd want and maybe we don't want to do it because we might feel that we're failing somehow but the thing is if you're a runner oh and by the way joggers are becoming the uh, new hoodlums of the streets in this lockdown they're running everywhere we've got a racetrack running track near us which is closed so they're now all running on the roads and they're running two three four five abreast on the not on the roads on the pavements so then i am walking with a dog 38 kilograms of muscle train killer and there's me who once crushed the grape in a fury <laughs> people are running towards you and these joggers are expecting you to get on the road go into somebody's drive and they're like get out of the way get out of the way like some kind of police so my tolerance levels a bit like these old men earlier it's gone I see a jogger I'm like I'm not doing it <laughs> and there was just one guy just running on his own he's a bit heavy wearing all light blue it was at night and uh, he was jogging and as he got closer and closer I thought he's going to run into me and I thought he's going to try and get me off the road and I thought right I'm not having this like the old man I didn't take my hat off and put, take my coat off and my watch on the side and say, right, let's do it. But I'm ready to whatever might have happened. The next thing I know, the guy's looked up, sees me and scares the crap out of himself. He just hadn't seen me. And I felt really embarrassed then because I was ready to do something or, well, I didn't want to do it. But I thought, Craig, if he runs into me, because it was quite narrow where we were, something's going to happen. And I was worried that the dog would do something. But he didn't. But what I had done, puppy sit, is I'd stopped this guy who was in some train of thought. Morning! And he was just in the zone, thinking about his own thing. And the next thing I know, I nearly gave him a heart attack. 
because he wasn't expecting me. So I need to try to work out what I'm going to do when something's coming towards me. And I think it's one thing, but it's not. The good thing about my dog is he didn't react. He saw this going on. He didn't react. And they always say, I don't know who they are, <laughs> they always say, always trust your dog. If your dog feels something is not right, it's not right. So I should really have listened to my dog first in terms of that. Anyway, the bloke ran on. Um, haven't seen him again, but I look out for him this time and I will gladly step to the side. And I won't be like those men in Morrison's who become intolerant, more disconnected, seeking attention, just reaching out, and just trying to assert their masculinity. Yeah, right. There's nothing masculine about having a fight. So, if you're a jogger and your leg breaks, you can't run. So you have to stop. You have to stop. So I've been trying to do this stopping. Look, turning off, powering down, and then starting again. Powering up to re remove the roof so I can travel freely and happily into the sunshine. And I'm doing it through breathing. There was a article that I read about breathing, uh, breathing through your nose, in and out through your nose only keeping your mouth closed when you're focusing on your breathing. So we've done that. I've, when I go to bed, I breathe with my nose only. During the day, I'll find a moment and I'll do that. There are two magpies over here. One for sorrow, two for joy. Lucky old joy, hey? Yeah, but this breathing and uh, it's supposed to help you, obviously in terms of uh, infections going in. You've got lots of different chambers in your nasal cavities, apparently. And I must say, that does feel good. I look for moments to stop during the day. And so, for instance, showering in the morning, six minutes for the shower. I'm now taking two minutes once I've done all the washing and the uh, soaping stuff, I just stand there and let the water run. And I breathe through my nose. And I just let my brain experience the moment. I can feel the water on my back, my head, my shoulders, the heat. I can see outside the blue sky. Yeah, so I'm taking that. When the, when the kettle's on, I try to stand in the garden and face where the sun is, or where I think it is. But I just take a couple of minutes to do nothing and just power down. So that probably happens six or seven times a day. But the voices of the crew, the ship of voices and the captain. This other breathing thing I do is uh, when I start to feel anxious, or worried, or just a bit lost. It's my eight, four, six, 
So breathe in slowly for eight. And I'll hold it for four. And then let it go for six. And if that negative thought is still there, I say stop. And I repeat. And I do the eight, four, six. And I say stop. And I keep doing it till the negative thought's gone and I'm in a better place. As soon as my, you know, if uh, distress levels are, are, are high, then I keep doing the eight, four, six. And I breathe. So, yeah, so these are things I'm, I'm working on with a view to making the world a better place. And it starts with me. I don't want to be stuck in this rat race and come out the other end without a clue on how to survive and thrive, really. So today, yeah, the breathing. And I hugged a tree. <laughs> I'm going to go to Israel. <laughs> it will be puppy leaf. It'll be interesting to know what decisions, what things you're going to do. So, thanks for listening. Ham man out.